Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. This is the podcast created by NJEA members for NJEA members. Welcome to episode number 32. Jim, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about on our show today. Oh, Jeff, we have with us uh, Lisa Palin. She is the Help Desk Coordinator, IT Technician for the Roselle Public Schools of Union County. She'll be talking to us about her work and what you can do, whether you be a teacher or a paraprofessional, uh, to support uh, the IT uh, professionals in your school district. Uh, She'll also be talking about her work in advocacy on the state level. Lisa is president of the Union County Education Association, and she's also a member of NJA's Apprentice Program. So she'll be talking to us about what it's like to uh, bargain a contract for members up until four o'clock in the morning. And of course, before we get into that, we have some celebrations to do, Jim. Uh, we have a we had an election recently, didn't we? Uh, we did. NJA uh, has an election uh, every couple of years for our officers and other elected positions within the organization. Uh, including officers on the county levels and uh, representatives to the Delegate Assembly and the uh, NEA Representative Assembly meeting, Jeff. And tell us a little bit about the results of that election this year, Jim. Sure, Jeff. So um, we had uh, Marie Bliston uh, coming in uh, as uh, NJA president and Sean Spiller, who ran unopposed, uh, will be vice president. And our secretary treasurer will be Steve Beatty of the uh, of Somerset County coming in as secretary treasurer. And then there were uh, dozens upon dozens of other results uh, announced. Uh, and you can find those uh, on NJEA.org. It is uh, one of the first articles there. That is the brand new looking NJEA.org, Jim, where, by the way, if you haven't noticed, there is a fantastic um, commercial for this very podcast on the front page. Uh, there is. I believe it's down the left-hand side there is our Jersey Educator icon. Uh, comes right up, and it, I believe that icon takes you to our uh, our uh, iTunes page, Jack. Absolutely. And if you could go over to our iTunes page, of course, you can subscribe to this and all of the shows uh, that we've uh, been doing, all 32 episodes so far. And the one thing that I really want to ask you guys if you're out there is please give us a nice five-star rating. And please leave us a message there. Tell us about some of the nice things that you're doing out there in your educational profession. We certainly want to hear from it. Of course, if iTunes isn't your thing, we're also on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Jim, there's some great things coming up in the future for NJEA. Tell us a little bit about some of our future events. Sure, Jeff. Uh, We always try to tout our early career member uh, networking events on the show here and you know, we're winding down the year and there's about a half dozen events left. So um, coming up on May 6th, uh, there is a, a support um, and financial planning event at NJA headquarters. Um, and again, the, all these events are free uh, and you can find them at njea.org slash early career members so that First one is a financial planning event. Um, If you'd like to learn a little more about maximizing your finances and being better off financially, um, you know, saving money, paying off debt strategies, um, that's the place for you. May 6th at NJA headquarters. Um, Our members working in Burlington and Mercer counties um, are those county associations 
are offering a night of baseball at the Trenton Thunder. Uh, that event is going to be on May 12th. And again, uh, find information at njaa.org slash early career members and uh, sign up. And then one more to tout, Jeff, is a, a 90s prom-themed event with our Central Connection group. Um, that event, uh, you know, will be just a fun night of dancing and appetizers and uh, some refreshments um, with a 90s theme to the prom. Uh, <laughs> more details about that, uh, njea.org slash early career members. And that event will be on May 20th, Jeff. Lots of great things happening in the NJA, and I can't stress enough, take time to get involved in your association, whether it be local, statewide, find something that you can do to help out or support or even you know share a couple tweets out there. Of course, every single Tuesday night, the state gets together on Twitter, and we have the NJED hashtag, uh, the NJED chat that's been going on for, oh, I'd say more than five years now. It's every Tuesday at eight o'clock so uh check out the great things that are going in the state of new jersey jim you know after 32 episodes we've had so many different great educators and support professionals but we haven't quite had anybody in the technology department tell us a little bit about our guest today that's right jeff uh, with us today is a help desk coordinator it technician for the roselle public schools of union county uh welcome to the show Lisa Palin. Hello, Lisa. Hello. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you today? Oh, Lisa, I'm great. And, uh, you know, Jeff said, um, you know, we, we haven't had too many uh, IT professionals on the show. Um, Jeff is being a little modest because Jeff could be considered an IT professional. Is, isn't that right, Jeff? Uh, could be considered that. Um... Technology is certainly uh, one of those wonderful things that we do every single day. We all do. So, 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 Lisa, welcome to the show. And thank you. Why don't you start out just by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, okay. Well, I am a help desk coordinator, IT technician. I've been working in Roselle for 20 years. When I first got hired, um, I was a secretary in the Office of Curriculum and Instruction. So I was there for nine years before I transferred out and went to the technology department. So a school secretary in curriculum instruction. And then uh, am I picturing this right? You were there nine years, you said, and uh, a job opened up over in IT. Yes. And yes. what drew you to that job? Um, I have always been fascinated and about technology ever since it came out. Um, I was the one that always just wanted to know more uh, about technology. I'm still a little curious about how things worked, how did that happen, why did that happen, and things like that. So I've always been fascinated with technology. So, so 20 years plus nine years brings us to about 2000. And six or so, so there certainly have been a lot of changes, I would think, in educational technology and the needs and and desires of school districts to provide for the kids in that realm uh, over the last uh, 11 years, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so how, how do you stay up on it all? Because it seems like, uh, you know, every every two months, is, is, isn't that what they say, that every 
two months the technology you're using is outdated or something like that? Yes, pretty much. Soon as you get it, maybe a few months down the road, it's pretty much old and something new is coming out. Yeah, so so your your challenge then is is to maintain these these systems and machines and products, but also um, implement the new things that come in. I guess. Yes, definitely. So what what are some of the most recent things to come to Roselle? Um, we just recently now we're using uh, Chromebooks, which works great with part testing. Right. So the Roselle School District, like a lot of school districts, invested, um, I would venture to guess, uh, a lot of money into Chromebooks um, so the kids could take the park test, which um, must be done on a computer, correct? Yes, definitely. And on a computer. So are, are the kids able to, to use the Chromebooks? Um, like, like, is it the kind of thing where every student gets a Chromebook to take or... No, um, one school, Grace Wilday Junior High School here in Roselle, they have uh, every student and will have a be able to use a device within the classroom. Great. When they first started out there, every student were able to take one home. And then the following year, they were able to keep them within the classroom. So every student at Grace Wilday Junior High School has a device. So they they uh, carry the device with them throughout the school day, or they have them in the individual classrooms? No, they're in individual classrooms. So, wow, so that must be a lot of machines um, all on the network, uh, yeah. all at the same time. So yes. that, for you, as, as the IT professional, uh, that sounds uh, incredibly challenging to me. It is, a little. A little. It's, it comes challenging when they have to log into their Chromebook and you don't remember their password. Mm. Mm. So do, do they call you? Do the teachers in the classroom call you to come down and help in that case? Or? No, they usually send me an email or if they are in the process of something really important, they will actually call me. Wow. So For me to reset their password. So I, I just picture you trying to be everywhere at once then. Yes. <laughs> It happens. It happens. So, you know, for our listeners out there and, um, you know, uh, for our listeners out there, whether they be teachers or paraprofessionals, you know, when these kind of things happen and they have to bring up the IT professional in their building or submit a work ticket online, you know, mm -hmm. do you have any kind of tips or advice there that to maybe help them help you or something? Um, don't panic. Hmm. Uh, and actually don't wait till the last minute or, and don't wait too long. I mean, if something that you need done or something's not working, you know, you can either put in an online ticket or if you're in a process of being observed that day or the next day, you can always call me at the help desk and I will definitely get a technician over there to help them as soon as possible. Oh, you mentioned observations. So a, a teacher's in the classroom trying, you know, to ace one of those three or four observations they get per year and uh, everything, something's not working right. Correct. So, so the panic thing, oh my the God. Panic. Yes, yes. Either their starboard is not working or the projector doesn't come on or something like that. 
Yeah, and I've 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 been there myself uh, during an observation. Actually, I've, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there have those stories too. Where you know, you I, I guess um, I learned early on, Lisa, that you always need a backup plan, right? Oh, definitely, definitely, always have a plan B. Yeah, always have something in the back of your mind or something you can pull out of your back exactly. pocket. Exactly, definitely, I so, agree. Yeah, so. Um, so anything else there before maybe we transition to some of your other roles, you know, anything else maybe you'd like our listeners to know about, you know, the work of, of an IT professional, um, one of those, you know, um, support staff on the front lines there? Um, just know that IT professionals, we are here to help. Um, don't panic, you know, and, and don't always think that, Internet is there for you every day, 100%, because they do go down and just calm, relax, and breathe and go to a plan B. Yeah, that, that, that's such a good point because, you know, when, when the teacher, when the paraprofessional uh, panics, you know, the students pick up on that and, uh, you know, they feed off of that, you know, so yeah. it's tough to do, but don't panic. It'll be okay. Right. Call, call your Lisa Palin, who's available <laughs> to you, and uh, I am I am available to help any way that I can to make their day go smoothly. So, so speaking of that, you know, you're also available to members, um, specifically in Union County, in a a different way through your role as the county president. Yes. So how long have, have you been president of the, the Union County Education Association? Um, well, when I first started, I was filling a seat because the past president uh, retired. So right now I am in my third year, my first year of my official term, which I have two more years left of my official term. And, you know, uh, we've had county presidents on the show before. We had Lois Yukna on, I believe, our last okay. show. Um, so, Lisa, maybe just from your point of view, uh, for some of our listeners out there not familiar with the county association, you know, most of them hopefully know that they are a member of a local education association. Right. Uh, specifically in their school districts. Most of them know they uh, hopefully, you know, are NJEA members uh, with the state organization. But there's a county association, too. So, Lisa, would you like to provide some details on that? Um, sure. Um, the Union County uh, Association or the UCEA, we provide um, opportunities for representatives of local associations to uh, work on issues affecting education, not only just within Union County, but within the state. Um, we also like to, um, we organize our members around important issues that are affecting us as educators, as well as students. Yes, so uh, so there, there there are a lot of resources there at the county level, and and Lisa, I'm thinking um, something that might be of interest to listeners might be workshops on the county level. Oh and, yes, yes, we yeah. offer workshops uh, at the county level. We also host uh, dinner workshops for our 
ESPs on National ESP Day. We do it for administrative professionals, which we just did uh, last Wednesday. And next week is the nurses. Oh, wow. So nurses across Union County, there will yes. be um, like a class offered to them for an hour or two. Um, yes, we hold the we host a dinner workshop for them. Great. So two hours, maybe two and a half hours if you include when you include dinner. And, and I'm, I'm remembering that these workshops, uh, not all of them, but most of them uh, offer a professional development credit. Yes, they do. So, yeah. So, um, and, and then you mentioned, so, you know, we have that piece with the professional development. And then there is an advocacy piece, too, organizing around um, some issues. Yes. So, yes. Yep. Yep. So anything buzzing in Union County right now or across the state where the county may be offering something at night, you know? Um, what we have is May 3rd. We have um, an organizing event around the Phil Murphy campaign, mm. which will be at the Westwood uh, May 3rd, beginning at 4.30 p.m. And Phil Murphy, of course, is NJA's uh, endorsed candidate uh, yes. for the uh, gubernatorial yes. primary. Yes. So, yes. so um, a an event there to to get more involved in that and learn more about Phil Murphy, or more, maybe more importantly, what what he stands for. Yes. 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 And then also after that, we are also going to be planning some additional uh, workshops. You know, create how to do one on ones and and door knocking, which will also revolve around the Phil Murphy campaign. Great. So it, it sounds like there's a lot going on in Union County. And uh, Lisa, if our members want to learn more or sign up um, for workshops or events, how, how do they do that? They can uh, visit the UnionCountyEA.org website, or they can also contact uh, the Region 15 field office or their Unicer field rep for more information. And and great. And I was thinking, um, Lisa, it might be interesting, maybe if, if listeners heard your story of how you got involved on the county level uh, or, or why, why and how you got involved on the county level, it might inspire them to check out what's happening in their county. So would you like to talk a little about that? Sure. When I um, first got involved, it was a local secretary that told me that I should get involved. Um, from being a former local president of my association, um, attending county functions and what is it that the county does, it opened my eyes up to what is out there for us as members. Um, getting more experience is also being a delegate assembly member and mm -hmm. attending NJA uh, workshops, events, you name it, I was there. And I'm still there. And hopefully you'll always be there, Lisa. <laughs> yes, and you, yes. you mentioned you mentioned something there that's never been mentioned on our show before, Lisa, in 32 mm -hmm. episodes. You mentioned the delegate assembly. And um, that's interesting. We we never talked about that. So okay. yeah, so you know, our listeners out there you know, may not be aware of the inner workings in NJA and may just think of it as this place in Trenton, but there is a rather large group of members just yes. like just like anyone else uh, yes. 
who gets together regularly, right? Yes. Yes. We get together, I would say maybe five times within the year, beginning in uh, September. And we get to uh, vote on uh, policies, uh, amendments, uh, the budget for NJEA. Right. So it, it helps NJA be a member-driven, uh, uh, more member-centered uh, or organization with this delegate assembly of members. How many, how many members are we talking, by the way, Lisa, on this delegate oh, wow. assembly? Jeez, uh, I, I don't even know. A hundred, maybe close to 200 people, I would say. Yeah, somewhere between 100 and 200. I'll, I'll have to look yeah. that up and add it to the show notes. Because each county is, is is represented at the delegate assembly as well as higher ed and uh, NEA directors and NEA ESP large members. And the pre-service members also the have pre-service, yes, yes. A, a representative or two there. Yes, yes. And anyone who's not a member of the delegate assembly can also attend you know, and sit in the back and observe. And they can also sign up to speak as well at the Delegate Assembly member. Yep, yep, yep that's, that's right. right. And our listeners, if you want to learn more, you can go to NJA.org, just uh, search for Delegate Assembly and a description comes right up. A list of Delegate Assembly members comes up and probably, I'm guessing, Lisa, the upcoming meeting dates and uh, yes. locations yes. come up. So, so Lisa, one, one other thing I thought you could talk about that our listeners may not be familiar with is the uh, NJEA Apprentice Program, with, which you are a part of this year. I see you, Lisa. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you and I are Facebook friends, and you are posting quite often Yes, uh, yeah. that, that you are out and about and uh, sometimes out very late at night and, yes. <laughs> uh, working as an NJEA apprentice. So do you yes. want to talk about that? Oh, sure. Um, well, I am a part of the NJA Apprentice Program. I am with the Uniserve Office, Region 21, where Denise Paula Castro is my mentor. So now she has a new position, which is now research. Um, so being a part of the Apprentice Program allows me to shadow uh, her as well as help with negotiations, uh, bargaining, salary guides, um, and things like that. Yes, and a unique opportunity for you. And I think there's, there's what, 20 apprentices per cycle, am I thinking? Well, this year we have 13. 13. I believe there's only 12, but this year they have 13. And you get to work within a department that you may feel that you may possibly want to have employment with. So it could be with research, government relations, organizational development, and I think I'm missing one more, Uniserve. Uh, and and uh, communications. And communications, yes. Great. So, and, and is, is the apprentice program is for all members or I believe it's just a specific set of members? No, it's, it's available for all members. Okay. I apply. 
Okay. Well, our listeners out there, if they're interested, um, again, NJA.org, do a search for Apprentice Program and uh, check it out. And uh, Lisa, you then must have chosen uh, to work in the Uniserve division and to learn a little more about that. Yes, I did. So our, our Uniserve division, you know, does everything from organizing members to negotiating and bargaining contracts. Yes. To, oh, wow, Lisa. So so what, what's been some of your most exciting um, or interesting uh, things you've done with the Apprentice Program then? Um, everything that I've done has been exciting. Um, the other, the most exciting part for me is when you are negotiate, negotiating and you are in mediation or super conciliation and you're not actually leaving until a contract is settled. So I have stayed up until three, four o'clock in the morning oh, wow. to actually get something signed. So that's that's exciting. That is, and it you know reminds me that you know our our members out there, whether they be teachers, education support professionals, you know, we all work under a contract, and you know that contract was not given to us by the board of education. Our members uh, worked very hard to negotiate those things in that contract, and like you said, um, sometimes out till three, four o'clock in the morning, yes. or or even later. You know, I've heard yes. of. Um, yeah, at times where it's just gone round the clock to try yes. to get a deal done. And yes. um, now, have 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 you ever been at the table yet as an apprentice where a deal was um, signed? Yes, um, one for uh, Fairfield, which we were up till three thirty, and recently, uh, last last month or this month, April. Um, the secretaries for the Irvington Board of Education, super conciliation. Wow. But that was until four o'clock in the morning. Finally, they both got a assigned a tentative agreement. Wow. Great. Great. Yeah. So, so, so staying late was worth it. Uh, to, to it get was worth there. it. Yes, it was. It really was. Wow. So, so you, you then have such, um, you know, through this program, um, you know, being able to see, you know, all, all the steps of bargaining from the beginning where proposals are exchanged all the way through mediation, through uh, super conciliation evening. Even. Yes. So yes. that's really, really a, a great experience. And and Lisa, this has been a, a great conversation um, about you and your work and Union County and the Apprentice Program. Is there anything that we maybe forgot to talk about? Lisa, um, I, I, I have a question about negotiations and stuff there. If okay. I, I know as a, as a regular association member, we really can't ask, hey, how are the negotiations going without getting, you know, just general answers. But what can the association do to help and support those who are on the negotiation team? Maybe those who are even staying up till three, four, five in the morning and then still having to go to work. I mean, is this the type of thing where you can do a food drive and, you know, at two in the morning, bring some covered dishes or like what, what can we do to support the negotiation team that's working tireless hours for us? Um, what you could do is just actually, if they are calling for the members to do something prior to a meeting, 
you know, maybe stand outside of the building, wear red. I mean, do that. Um, just be there whenever they call and ask for your support. I mean, if they know that we're still there, sure, they could probably, you know, drop in, maybe drop off coffee or food or contact another member to say, hey, I have coffee or food down here. Are you still here? You know, and do things like that. Just be there and support them because they really do need that. And, and Jim, it, it, it's such an important position, right? Being on that negotiation team and, and being responsible literally for, you know, the, the health benefits for hundreds of your union association mm -hmm. members. Absolutely. It is, it is a, a, a big uh, responsibility. And, you know, if you look, around the states at our local at the state at our local associations um a lot of hardworking members on those negotiations teams to uh you know get get the best deal for our members and for the kids you know it's yeah. all about supporting the kids in the classroom so what uh what what does it take to be somebody on those committees what what kind of things does the njea gym do to provide training for anybody who's interested in taking on that type of a leadership role well, yeah, I mean, the, the, Lisa could probably speak to this too, I'm sure, right, right, Lisa? There are numerous events and trainings throughout the year, whether they be at the county level or the state level. Yes, yes, they have, um, NJA has enormous amount of workshops for, for everybody, as far as, you know, grievance, um, how to be effective AR, um, they also have, uh, not I'm present. What do I do? They have so many workshops from winter league to to summer leadership, as well as they. I believe they have some at convention as well. Yeah. So I, a lot of our county associations will offer these type of workshops on advocacy, like grievances, um, intro to bargaining, and then our our larger conferences. Um, we do regional conferences in the winter called Winter Leadership. And then a big summer leadership conference uh, in August. And, right. you know, our members listening can just go on NJA.org. And I think, Jeff, down the right-hand side is a calendar of upcoming events. And I believe the summer leadership um, workshop offerings were just announced. Uh, so any of our members listening, if you'd like to come out and learn a little more and get more involved, summer leadership is a great place. And you can talk to your local association president about that nice yeah so so lisa anything else you you wanted to mention here before we kind of wrap up um i would say that get involved within your local association county or, or state because i'm going to just say we need you you know and i know people are busy and things like that, but please at least take the time out to attend a function or if someone asks you to maybe write letters or whatever the case may be, just get involved and stay involved because it's really, really important to the association. Great, great words there, Lisa. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, Lisa. I really enjoyed the conversation. And um, Lisa, would you like to give maybe your your email address in case any of our listeners want to re reach out to you with any questions. Sure. Um, my email address is U-C-E-A-P-R-E-S at gmail.com. All right, Lisa. Well, on behalf of Jeff, uh, thank you so much for coming on the Jersey Educator today.
You're welcome. Thank you. Well, Jim, Lisa was certainly an amazing guest. And, you know, there is something kind of awesome when you reach out there beyond your own time. I mean, these people that do the negotiations, they're volunteers, right? Yes. Uh, yes, they are. And like Lisa said, uh, they're there sometimes till three, four o'clock in the morning trying to get a a deal negotiated and uh, a lot of hard work there for sure. And there's several people out there that are probably listening to this you know, interview going, I have a story to tell. I have something that I'd love to be able to share on the Jersey Educator podcast. Jim, one more time, how can somebody reach out to this podcast and become a guest on our show? Absolutely, Jeff. The uh, best way would be to email us at podcast at njea.org. And of course, that's not the only way you can find the podcast. Jim, tell us a little bit about some of the ways that you can reach out to be a podcast listener on your way to work. Sure, Jeff. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, just do a search for Jersey Educator. We come right up in all 32 of our episodes. Uh, please subscribe and feel free to leave a review if you're so inclined. Uh, you can also find us on Google, Google Play and Stitcher and uh, on the web at njea.org slash podcast. And Jim, I noticed that, that that graphic for the Jersey Educator is now on the front page of the NJEA website. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, I, again, if you guys are just listening to this show for the first time, check out all 32 now of our episodes. Uh, we have some great stuff for you. And as Jim said, please check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, Google, on anywhere your podcasts are found. And of course, leave us a... A nice email or leave us a nice review. Jim, what do we have coming up here in the future? Jeff, uh, in the future for Jersey Educator, uh, <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one. Uh, we have guests booked all the way through June. I'm really excited uh, about uh, having some more uh, education support professionals on the show. And Jeff, in June, uh, our New Jersey Teacher of the Year, Arjeen Safari, We'll be coming back on the show, and I I just read, Jeff, that her and the other state teachers of the year uh, met with Donald Trump last week. So our Jean will be on in June uh, to tell us all about that meeting. You know, I heard something about that meeting, so I'm anxious to talk to her and get some of those opinions to her. But that will have to wait for another podcast. Let's wrap this thing up, Jim. Um, until next time, thank you so much for listening to the 32nd episode of the Jersey Educator Podcast. Until next time, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions in New Jersey.